I'm Max Moosman, joined by my lovely wife, Harper the Fox, and this is the Dirty Folk Podcast. That's me, Harper the Fox. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the Dirty, Dirty, Dirty Folk, Dirty Folk Podcast. Dirty Folk. All right, we're going to jump right into it because this is a part two, our first part two. The question we've asked that led to these episodes is, if Abraham Lincoln were into fisting and midgets... What would be a particularly memorable night of fucking for Abraham Lincoln? So, my dear, I've written a little recap here for anyone who missed part one. I've also clarified a few things and possibly added a few things. Okay. To get us through the early, the originations of this. The foundation. This foundation. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. So... Abraham Lincoln developed his lifelong fetish for fisting and midgets when, as an as an inspiring, God, I can't fucking talk today. Developed his lifelong fetish for fisting and midgets when, as an aspiring country lawyer, he began frequenting a local circus. One fateful evening, a young and impressionable Lincoln was seduced by a bearded lady who used elephant snot as lube to fist Lincoln's virgin butthole, while Big Dave, the tap-dancing midget, watched and jerked off. Lincoln was hooked. He returned time and time again to be fisted by different circus folk, while the team of highly trained midgets took turns pleasuring themselves in dark corners of circus tents that smelled of hay, manure, and circus fucking. As the weeks turned into years, Lincoln grew restless and bored. He had fisted and fucked his way through the entire cast and crew. <laughs> every midget had reached orgasm while hiding behind every circus animal. Lincoln had even branched out trying new sex acts. He even got himself a girlfriend, Mary Todd. Mary knew not about Lincoln's secret circus act. As far as she know, Lincoln's spiciest sexual interest was Mary dressing as his mother and scolding him while flicking his balls. <laughs> Lincoln found this hot, but not super hot. But Mary was respectable, and Lincoln would need a wife. For Lincoln had grown bored and set his sights on the broader world. He had outgrown simple Kansas circus orgies. The entire country was his circus tent, and he intended to be fisted in every corner of it. He intended to find every midget under every bridge across the land and make them horny from watching him become a sock puppet. But how? What group was more depraved than circus folk? Who could make him feel alive again? Lincoln knew. He had studied hard, and he had learned much of the world. Now, a married lawyer, he set his sights on the career that would define him and give him the most memorable night of fucking of his life. Lincoln took his wife and set out across America to become a politician. Hey! <laughs> what a recap. Thank you. So, we join Lincoln setting across America with Mary Todd. Yes. Okay, so we've just done the recap. Abraham Lincoln is on his way across America to become a politician and find, I keep wanting to call it the golden fist, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if he imagines it as a golden fist. I, I like the golden fist. That it's an interesting challenge because for a particularly memorable night of fucking for Abraham Lincoln, which is our goal as he sets off here, mm -hmm. now that he's become accustomed to circus orgies. He needs something more interesting, more important 
more mm-hmm. meaningful than that to him. Mm-hmm. And it needs to combine both fisting and midgets. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like he sort of, we had him start at the most obvious golden opportunity. Like I, I, I feel like he walked away from, from, you know, if he could, if he could have had the perspective of an, of an older man, if he wasn't such mm-hmm. a young gun, you know, he, he walked away from, from happiness, from the scenario <laughs> that could have kept him satisfied for his entire life. Right. But he just needs to click his he- heels together and say, there's no place like the circus orgy. That that would have been, you know, he just if he stayed where he was, it's sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, movies where they stray from their hometown to for the big city lights when they discover that, like, all they ever really wanted and everything they needed mm-hmm. was in their hometown. Like, this fisting midget story calls to mind the uh, the song from Eurovision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the hometown song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? 100%. It, it has that sort of romantic quality to it, so I feel what- like. What does he think he's missing? I keep going to like emotional connection with the participants. See, I just think he thinks there's more. Mm-hmm. That if this if this is in a Kansas two bit circus, somewhere like, the the fists are bigger and the midgets are smaller. Yeah, yeah. Interesting side note, because I had this question once. Uh, it it was almost a question unto itself. And maybe this will help us answer. We'll do a little tangent here. Okay. I personally am, I would say, intermittently sexually attracted to midgets. Mm -hmm. Female midgets only. Sorry, fellas. But there's a point. it's, It's a narrow window because there's a point where they get too short or too tall. And the attraction's gone. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're there. There's a there's a Goldilocks zone. Yeah, of midgetdom. Uh huh. Where it's like, ooh, like now, like I'm curious mm-hmm. and and horny. Like, do you remember Bridget the midget? No, she's a porn star. Yeah, I, I'm not. She's right in there. Okay. Right, right. In, you don't hear about Bridget the midget anymore. I have never heard of Bridget the Midget. I wonder if Bridget the Midget's alive. I hope so. Shout out Bridget the Midget. I was a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a point where like it goes from like, ooh, kinky strange to just like upsetting mm-hmm. if too short. Mm-hmm. And then there's a height that is like, well, you're just short. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know. Right. Like Piper Perry is tiny. Yeah. But she would be way above the Goldilocks zone for Midget, right? Definitely. Because she, when when a girl is so petite, like very short and very slight like that, mm-hmm. now it gets into like young. Right. No matter that, how old they are, they feel young, right? Yeah. That look is pretty much always marketed as this is jailbait. Like. Right. I want a wizened midget. Mm. 
a midget with experience and definitely and savvy and know how i don't want an inexperienced you want a street smart midget that's right but this if i'm gonna fuck a midget they need to have some miles on them okay that makes sense right so that is a thing that in in the the tough streets of washington dc similar to fucking a wizard like why would you want to fuck a new wizard sure if you're gonna fuck a wizard you want a one with a bunch of tricks right mm-hmm. you, like they have to appear like somewhat experienced or even like a witch you don't <laughs> just thinking about <laughs> how angry peter Dinklage would be if he heard this show <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was on on the break recording, thinking about like, man, are we gonna get a whole lot of people saying like, actually, the term is little people or whatever, well, whatever it is now. I'm but not interested in that. I, I was thinking about, we could use half man. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to talk about any of that. Just anyway, R.I.P. Peter Dinklage. This is in your honor. <laughs> you were a great actor. You were a great actor. Uh, right. So. Right, so I, yeah, you definitely want them like not new, fresh, you know. But maybe Abe's different. So the, the question I had is like, do you, do you agree? Like, where do you ever find yourself sexually attracted to midgets? And do you do you have a cutoff point, like I have, where like I would say under two and a half feet tall, too short. I I don't think I have ever been sexually attracted to a midget never i remember like there was a fucking austin powers joke about like mini me being a tripod and thinking that was like kind of sexy and fun okay but like that's that's the extent what about you like you like uh jackass Uh uh-huh young 20s harper Mm -hmm. if you're out partying Mm -hmm. and wee man's there Uh uh-huh and he makes a pass at you I'm definitely doing it. Okay. Yeah. That's, I would say that's more about like the sort of the fame and like, like this is a person with some status. So it's like, it's like catching a rare Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> like I will always be able to say I fucked Wee Man from Jackass. Right. But you have to overcome the midget thing. I would say in that case, it's sort of, neutral it's it's neither neither a detractor nor an ad if i had to guess i bet there's some midgets out there who'd be really into you because you're so tall yeah yeah i've never been particularly into the giantess thing which is unfortunate because i'm fucking huge yeah and we're like the same size but i i get it mm-hmm. like i like a tall lady mm-hmm. and i could see the yeah, appeal the of idea is a- you just get like lost in like in the person like there's just person all around you i guess so. i mean there's something about having to climb up to the pussy mm-hmm. scale scale the mountain of leg to get to the pussy right and then you're fucking and fucking and she can't even feel it <laughs> <laughs> but Is this that a time buzzing around this time there's a legitimate reason <laughs> that she can't feel it uh uh-huh. you look confused i do why i, I don't understand what the joke you're making the, the, the hot thing is that, like, you you climb up there and you're fucking and fucking, she can't feel it. But, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a legitimate 
explanation. Oh, it's not just like sad that you're with like a normal sized partner and she's like, I can't feel anything. Right. It's the it's, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. There's a legitimate excuse for sucking at sex. Yes. Okay. You with me? I'm with you. Follow me. Okay. What are we talking about? Abraham Lincoln? And midgets. Yeah. And midgets. So, okay. Yeah. So, so I guess what kind of, we're, we're trying to figure out what, what Abe is seeking on this quest. Yeah. I mean, so I think just more. Mm-hmm. He just wants more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he leaves the Kansas circus thinking he's on. He's a talented lawyer, a good orator, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Although we haven't heard his voice again yet, <laughs> we'll get there. I forgot to listen to it to, to what the voice was. So. <laughs> this could be completely different than it was last time. So he's. Okay, so where's where's their first stop? Kansas to how far do we make it before we before we have our first attempt? Hmm. Trying to put together a map of the US in my head. Kansas is middle-ish. Yeah. Um Nashville. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, I guess it makes sense for him to head east, not west, right? He wants to go toward the power center. Right, he's headed to DC. Right. Okay. So he's in Nashville. Can I make a suggestion? Because I don't know anything about Nashville from that time period. Mm -hmm. What if he goes, what what if his heart takes him to to the bayou? Okay. What if he goes to Louisiana? What if we head toward Voodoo Town? Ooh. Because if you're going to try to up it from Circus. Voodoo Town. I like it. Okay. So he's in he's in the bayou, he's in Voodoo Town. Yeah. He wants he there's two reasons to go to Voodoo Town here. One is you need the power of Satan if you're mm-hmm. gonna become a really successful politician. Obviously. So he's looking for some of that black magic. Mm-hmm. Right? And then two, he's probably looking for some of that black magic in the sense that I'm not sure how many black people were in the Kansas circus. Mm-hmm. And maybe he wants a little bit of that action. Right. Right? Yeah. Needs to, maybe he thinks that's part of it. Mm-hmm. That he's had gotta enough get, vanilla. Gotta get the sampler. Gotta get the chocolate. Mm. Right? Mm-mm-mm. French chocolate. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So. so he's he's on his way to Louisiana looking for a black midget witch doctor who is friends with an ogre type man with oversized fists that that narrows down the search (laughs) (laughs) it is highly specific google has returned zero results (laughs) okay so let's so we're in we're in Nolens, and he's eating beignets. He's getting powdered sugar all over his face. Yeah. Mary Todd is like, "Why did you drag me to Louisiana, you piece of shit?" Right. And so he injects her with some kind of sleeping drug. Yes, so he can begin his search in earnest. Yes, leaves her with a blanket over her mm-hmm. in a shady hotel room, mm-hmm. and heads out. Now I think. You can't just go door knocking here, right? 
because you got some skills, right? What's he going to do? Spend his whole life going door to door, door to door, door, right? Now you have to create a scene, right? Mm. This is where the speech, the speechifying begins. Ah, all right. right? Do you want to warm up your Abe? (laughs) (laughs) So he's going around. He's got his soapbox. He's Mm -hmm. trying to draw a crowd. And this is one of the legendary things about him, right? This is, he apparently could like, his voice carried for blocks and blocks and blocks. And he'd get out there and start talking. So he's he's a, a, a fine lawyer, and people like a good speech, right? So he's out there, right? He's setting up the soapbox, getting on stage. And this this way, you can survey, right? You can just – he can stand up there, and he can look out into the At the, the very crowd. least, he could look for the ogre friend. It might be a little hard to spot the midget in the crowd. Um, true, but they seek high ground. <laughs> do they yeah <laughs> if you're gonna tell me i'm wrong if you're a midget attending a concert do you not seek high ground well, and maybe that's the reason to have an ogre friend is uh you can go up on the shoulders so you ride them obviously get the best seat in the house right okay so uh you need a so- horse that can pick you up and get you things off of shelves mm-hmm. that's an ogre yep okay so uh so he was gathered his soapbox and uh, he and he's getting ready to draw a crowd. He's going right. do me 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 and and he's warming up the the voice box. Oh, that's him warming up. Yep. Okay. So you know he's up there and it's just a speech. <laughs> what is the voice? <laughs> it was Michael Jackson, but enunciating. Me- <laughs> Fuck, dude. Michael Jackson. Okay, right. I'm Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> this great nation of ours. Looking, looking, looking. Once was on its way to a grand future, but now <laughs> descends due to the scourge of slavery. Bad. Slavery's bad. Who's clapping? Who's clapping? I say no more slavery. No more slavery for the toll. Round of applause. Oh, round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting to identify some of the black people in the crowd. That's right. Yep. No more slavery. For the extremely short loan clap. Loan clap. Noted. Mm -hmm. In the head. Anyway, that's all. Hustles his ass off the soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) Elbowing through the crowd. Like every action movie. Get out of my way. And he sees the crowd just slightly parting. And there's like some side underneath the crowd of like movement, Mm -hmm. right? Following the gap. Following the the little the gap, right? (laughs) You can't see. And finally, like he's he's yelling, Excuse me! Excuse me! Right? Nothing. People all trying to shake his head. That was the best speech I ever heard. Oh, a voice like an angel. (laughs) I've heard one speech before in my life, and that one was better. (laughs) You're going places. What's your name? Get out of my way. Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, 
<laughs> Abraham Lincoln catches a glimpse, whips off his signature hat, and hucks it. To trap the midget underneath the hat. The underneath the hat. <laughs> is that why that hat is as tall as it is for a hat? Yeah. It's just midget size. Yeah, because the circus midgets from Kansas. They only go to sleep if you shelter them in a hat. <laughs> well, that's also how they were captured. Multi use. They've told him the rules mm-hmm. that if you want to employ or befriend. A midget you must first capture them in a hat in a hat <laughs> and then they'll then they'll be yours yes you'll be bonded forever it's a lot like leprechauns like leprechauns yeah yeah is that to, a thing you have to catch them right I'm, I'm not familiar with leprechaun culture well if you want their gold you have to catch them you have to trap them i thought you just had to get to the end of the rainbow no, it's not that fucking simple. You have to trap <laughs> Whoa. <them. laughs> you, okay. You, you never set up leprechaun traps as a kid? No, I did not. What? Is that a common pastime for you, Mr. Fucking... Yeah, you do it in school. It, like, in grade school, you have a, a day where you set up leprechaun traps. Let me pretend there are tiny creatures who I'm trying to rob and set up traps for them. Yeah. The whole class collaborates on leprechaun traps. And the next day, that sneaky fucking leprechaun is just, like, left little, like, pieces of fucking gold-wrapped candy to mock you. Piece of shit, little leprechaun. They're, they're notorious pieces of shit. Okay. So it's like a leprechaun. So you catch them in a hat, right? Mm. We're okay, back so- to, it's also, we're just back to, you know, this is, I think, the origin of Pokemon. This is where yeah. the legends come from. Yep. Okay. So... he's trapped this black midget under a hat Mm -hmm. under his hat yeah famous lincoln hat yep you just see some some little little black midget toes wiggling underneath the brim of the hat yeah startled but but not exactly afraid quivering ready to meet their new friend that's right so he puts the hat back on his head Mm-hmm. With the midget inside of it, still inside. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so he doesn't want the midget to be frightened when they come out. Right. I'm just imagining the sound. He has to like grab the hat around the like shaft of it. Midget's <laughs> still inside. <laughs> Jammed back on his head. Okay, so he's looking for a safe refuge to uh to bring out the midget and and examine his catch. Because it seems yes. he has found the only black midget in Nolens. Well, that's presumptuous of you, but... I mean, he drew such a crowd. <laughs> that's, that's true. He set the perfect trap. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So. We've accomplished 20 minutes again. We have. Hey, we did not make it very far into the story. No. We haven't yet established if this is a male or female black midget. And, we, and a fist is nowhere in sight. Let's leave it there for now. Go sign up for the mailing list. Do it. Dirtyfolk.com. I'm Max Boosman. I'm Harper the Fox. Bye. Bye.